0: When you were a kid and you, you grew up in the areas I did, and, um, yeah, you, you dreamed a lot, so, sort of lived in the below poverty line areas. So yeah, everybody wanted to be something better.
1: Born into drug addiction and crime, Goulburn Valley's Fred Cox always felt he entered the world with a life sentence. At nine, when he should have been learning his times tables, he was learning to take math. At 13, when most kids started high school, he started dealing drugs. And at 17, as his peers walked into their final year of school, he walked into his first jail cell. Caught in an endless cycle of incarceration, addiction and crime for the next 30 years, the world condemned Fred for the life he'd chosen. But to him, it felt like he'd never had a choice. Today, at 47, Fred Cox is finally clean from drugs and fighting to shake off the sentence dealt to him from birth. Now studying to be a counsellor, he hopes to show other people struggling with addiction that there is a path out of the darkness. Fred was born and bred in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley. Once a jewel in Brisbane's crown, the closure of the city's tram network in 1969 saw the area fall into disrepute illegal gambling houses and brothels sprang up and the drug trade thrived. This world of crime was no place for a young boy and Fred often retreated into his imagination. He was young when his parents divorced. Living with his mother until he was nine, Fred was then sent to boys' homes after their relationship deteriorated before moving in with his dad.
0: My mother and I didn't have the best relationship and um, my father was a truck driver so he was... Was, wasn't was home much so when I went to live with him we sort of fended for ourselves. If you wanted a pair of shoes you had to do something so it was either crime or deal drugs. Uh, I think I started using them when I was about nine and he was a drug addict himself so drugs were okay at home. But um, yeah I looked up to him but yeah he died when I was pretty young and then my mother not long after him
1: Still just a boy, Fred was soon addicted to meth, heroin and acid.
0: It was a means to escape um, the reality of stuff that was going on at home. And and then um, before you know it, you just, yeah, it's dependency to get you through. Well, I sort of grew up in that area, in, in, in that scene. So, yeah, I just thought it was just who I was. And there was no different.
1: At 17, Fred was jailed for the first time for drug addiction and petty crime. For the next 15 years, he'd be in and out of prison.
0: Yeah, I did a few big ones, but yeah, I'd I'd be released um, for a few months and yeah, sadly go back.
1: At that time, Fred was starting a family of his own with wife Jodie. They'd have four daughters and, eventually, six grandkids. In the subsequent years, Jody faithfully stayed by Fred's side, even as he cycled in and out of jail.
0: Two thousand eleven is when I got out, and then came up, or well, came down to Melbourne with my wife for a fresh start. Um, she stuck, stuck by me through jail. So, like, yeah, we thought we'd come down here and start fresh. Um, I was here. 10 years, 9 or 10 years, it was the first time I'd ever broke that cycle. Yeah, it was great. I got myself a good job. Yeah, did pretty well at it. Yeah, I was actually in jail when we found out that she had cancer.
1: After 10 years out of jail, Fred had wound up back behind bars for a number of charges, including drug trafficking and evading police. But after the news of Jody's tragic terminal cancer diagnosis, he fought to be released.
0: I went up on an appeal, and um, my first one I failed, but my second one I won in the High Court to um, be with her on her final days. So yeah, I was released, and I got to spend the last three months with her. It was, it was sad, but it was beautiful at the same time. I got to spend it with her. I was afraid I was gonna miss all that. If I had lost my second appeal, I would've. But yeah, it was good to hold her hand through it all. Pretty emotional, intense, three months. She was a fighter, yeah. She was a fighter and we did everything we could. But um, the last day was, yeah. She passed away next to me in bed. I thought I was strong enough to deal with all that, and arrangements, and the kids, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, night time was my worst time. It became very lonely, and um, yeah, it eventually broke me.
1: Heartbroken and vulnerable, Fred fell back into drug use.
0: It was what I knew, to like, me through and numb the pain, blur out reality, um, I avoided mirrors, I didn't like what I saw when I, when I walked past a mirror, didn't like what looked back at me, but then all, that's where all the shame and the guilt kicks in. And when you're caught up in that life of addiction, yeah, it's hard to break the cycle and step out of it. And um, yeah, I got arrested, went went back to jail and the judge had heard about this place and I told him that I had a bed here waiting for me, so yeah, he gave me the chance to come here and sort my life out.
1: Walking into Teen Challenge for the first time, Fred was initially sceptical, but he soon realised this was nothing like the jail yard.
0: I just saw it as another institution as well. But when I got here, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, um, It wasn't like walking into the yard in jail. There was a lot of guys, um, all different backgrounds, um, but nobody was treated any different here and you didn't have to fight to survive. There's, there's so much love and respect around this joint. It's, it's amazing. And um, so yeah, my first month here was pretty emotional, where I uh, I actually um, st- started to mourn and grieve what had happened without the drugs. And I was in a safe place, so yeah, my balls came down. You can't do that sort of stuff when you're in jail. It just saved my life, it made my life worth saving. Yeah, I love this place.
1: Red is now studying to be a counsellor so he can help mentor others out of addiction, including people like him who were born into it.
0: Some people don't have that choice. I guess you can say no, but if you're brought up in that that lifestyle, it's it's not easy to say no. I guess we're not all write-offs, but some of us are caught in addiction, not by choice. When you don't know anything better, to know that there is something else out there. When I was growing up I, I guess uh, my heart was hardened I didn't care about people much but um, now that I'm not the person anymore I've got a softened heart Like uh, yeah, I've got a big heart for people yeah. I care I actually care I've been offered a spot to stay on and um, further my journey and Study to be a counsellor and, and, and do a mental role and hopefully make a difference in other people's lives. And um, yeah, it's great. I can't stop smiling. <laughs>
1: yeah. For crisis support and counselling, contact Direct Line, a confidential alcohol and drug counselling referral service in Victoria on 1800 888 or call Lifeline, a 24-hour crisis support and suicide prevention service for all ages, on one three double one one four. In an emergency, call triple zero.